I'm sure you'll be your usual eloquent self. <laughs> what do you say? What, what do you say? Um. Oh. I'm Sarah, and I'm in the midst of a 52-week challenge to try to get rid of Sonderless and try to find happiness and joy in my own life. If you've been following along, I've welcomed you into that challenge. It all started with my birthday in September, when my best friend gave me four areas that he felt like I needed to change. And if I didn't change those things, then he was going to move me to anywhere he wanted to within, well, actually, I don't even know if it was within the United States. I think he was willing to send me anywhere. What were those areas? Well, first of all, he thought it was time that I started dating. He also thought that it would be a good idea for me to figure out how to love my job, not just like it, how to love where I live, not just like it, and how to have friends outside of my work. For me, as someone who works in ministry, these challenges have been difficult. I would say I've been fairly successful at at least attempting those things. And it's been fun because along the way, a lot of you have joined me in these challenges. Everything from taking a social media fast to actually trying Bumble and Tinder to doing a massive fundraiser through Kickstarter so we could keep the podcast going so we could end the 52-week challenge. You guys have been right there with me. And so recently, when something in my life that normally I would keep just to myself happened, I thought long and hard about whether I would share it with you. As a Canadian, we don't necessarily let people into our lives, but this year has been an experiment to say the least. I've always said I'm about vulnerability and honesty, and yet this one was hard. So I shared with you about a breakup. Why wouldn't I share with you about a medical condition? I'm gonna invite you into a conversation between my best friend, John, and I. John, who's normally very fun and hysterical, has been dealing with something to do with his brain. You see, John has had 14 concussions. And because of that, he has gone through a lot and continues to go through a lot. But my own brain isn't exactly what I thought it was either. Turns out, after lots of testing and friends actually telling me that they thought the same thing, I actually have a medical diagnosis to explain why sometimes I feel unable to continue going and am so overwhelmed. Turns out, friends, I have ADHD. It explains why things have always gone really fast for me and why I tend to do like seven things at once and why it seems like I'm never satisfied with just doing one thing at a time and why it feels like I never get anything done completely. I've worked really hard to succeed and apparently, according to the counselor that I met with, the one who administered all the tests, lots of people are able to mask the fact that they have ADHD when they are able to just continue to perform. So for me, the devastating news that I have ADHD has led me to do lots of research. Now it's brand new, and I don't know exactly how I feel about it. And I want to warn any of you who also have ADHD, this may be a triggering episode. I'm just learning about it, and I am naive and sometimes offensive. As for me, I think I still have some stigma around it. I'm trying to figure out exactly what it looks like to be an adult who never knew they had ADHD. I'm trying to figure out how many of the issues that I've had are not personality-based, but because I literally can't get my brain to focus. Normally, this is something I probably would have kept to myself for a while, but it feels an important part of this story. 
an important part of this year of discovery. What could life be like if I was able to focus? What could life be like if I no longer felt ashamed for all the ways that I cover up for my inability to stay on task? I don't want to get rid of what my friend calls the superpowers of ADHD, the ability to pay attention to a lot of things at once, but I do want to get rid of that overwhelming feeling that at the end of the day, I haven't completed enough. I don't know if that's ADHD. I don't know if it's being an Enneagram 2-3, but part of Sonderless is believing that everyone else knows these things and is able to just do it naturally. I'm looking forward to learning more about what ADHD is, and if any of you have it, I'd love to hear from you. But I'd like to welcome you, with no further ado, into this processing conversation with me and my best friend. I watched a documentary, by the way, on people who have uh, concussions. Yeah. And they were talking about the keto diet. Oh, yeah. All about the ketosis. What do you think about that with your brain? I don't know. I haven't looked at the diet, but I've I've read some stuff and a few things about ketosis. And I have a bunch of stuff ordered up supposed to help with my brain. So, and some of it, some of the ingredients are keto. I don't, I don't know. I read some of it, but I had a hard time comprehending it. But there is a lot of that word in there. So, <laughs> and your brain's just hurting. Oh yeah, it's just bad. So it'll get better. Are you ready to hear my brain news? Brain news? You got brain news? I've got brain news. What'd you do to your brain? I went and did a bunch of testing. Okay. And it turns out that I have ADHD. Oh. Yep. Going left and right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like, because I was diagnosed with OCD when I was, what, 20? And I don't tell people that because I have a lot of shame around it for some reason. But I just lately, as my plate has getting been getting more and more full, I've been noticing, like, almost what I would call paralyzed feelings and thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Like I just think about things all the time and I am overwhelmed by everything and can't seem to get anything done. And just like things are really messy at my house, which is, you know, really hard for me. I don't do well in mess um, and I don't like mess. So anyway, um, probably about a month ago, I took like a written test thing and they get like family members and stuff to take the test. And it was really hard for my parents. It was funny. <laughs> Not saying that my mom is like your classic. She's so great. But there is a little bit, I I think, I think, I don't know. But it seems like a little bit of like old school, like don't want to think that ADHD is a real thing. Mm -hmm. uh, she was like, well, I just feel like you were just a active kid. But, like, I remember the biggest critiques my parents had of me when I was a kid is you're not consistent and you forget everything all the time. And my brother used to call me scatterbrained when I was little. But I just thought I was just, like, a scatterbrained kid or whatever. So after getting all our tests back and after having friends fill some stuff out, um, they called me back in to do, a, like, a computer test. Mm -hmm. So I did a computer test and essentially you have to, like, hit the button when things fly on the screen and not hit it when it's an X. Okay. 
And um, before he like even calculated, the psychologist was like, hey, like asking me these questions about my life. And it was really like embarrassing because I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's totally me. But then he said, I have a feeling, Sarah, this test is going to come back that you are ADHD. And I was like, but I'm not hyper. Um, Because my like, this is awful, but the stereotype I have of it is those kids in school that like just won't sit down. Yeah. And I'm like, but I've like gone to graduate school and I'm able to get, you know, I wrote a book, blah, blah. Like in my own mind, I built all these reasons why there was no way I could be ADHD. Mm -hmm. But then the test calculated and there's three types of ADD. One is like AD, what we used to think of as ADD. So attention deficit, like unable to stay on task. Yeah. The second one is kind of like the hyper or... um, What's the word where you just kind of like act out, like you just do things spontaneously. And then the third kind is this like what's called a blended. And I am blended. So I'm the third kind combined ADHD. And I know I sound like an idiot because I literally have just been learning how to read about all of this. But so I am incredibly fast in my reaction. But you don't want me to be a police officer because I'm incredibly inaccurate. Not inaccurate, but like I go so fast that I don't really know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So that was fun and embarrassing. And like, I guess it's good to know. Yeah. Not embarrassing. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I know. I guess it just feels like, I just don't want people to think, it's the same reason I don't tell people I have OCD because people would joke around about, oh, you're so ADHD. Or, and the other thing is, is like, I'm afraid it like cuts me off from relationship with other people because they're going to be like, oh, she's got a disordered brain. No, no one's going to say that. You would honestly spend time with a girl who had ADHD. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Look at my brain. (laughs) Where's my brain? It has no room to judge. How many concussions? Yeah, 14. What? Jeez. That 14 diagnosed. Oh, my Lord. Do they give you a helmet at that point? No. They just take all your sharp objects and your guns away. Is there anything you can do when it gets like this? Mm, you just rest and close your eyes. That's awful because you were getting back into like a workout routine and everything. Yeah, I threw my back out, but I'll, I'll go back into working out on Monday. I was looking at going to Mexico this week, but I decided not to. For work or for fun? For fun. I was just going to go to uh, Puerto Vallarta and just sit on the beach. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it really, really hot in Vegas right now? Uh, today's not too bad, but it was. I mean, it got up 100, in 110, 12, 13, 15 in there for a bit. Jeez. Now it's back down to, you know, like 107, 108, so it's not bad. Oh, Lord. That's what it is here, and we're all dying. Well, you got humidity with it, too. And we have no air conditioners in a lot of our houses. Yeah. It's a dry heat here, and we got air conditioners. The only time it's bad is when you first get in your car. That's, other than that, it's not bad. People make it out to be worse than it is. Speaking of which, I'm moving to a place that doesn't have air conditioning. Oh. Did I tell you that I was moving? You said you're moving to Costa Mesa. Found the place, put down the deposit, got the place. I'm literally down the street from your old house, paying exactly what you were paying, but for 700 square feet instead of a two-bedroom condo. Oof. Yeah, she's tiny. No air conditioner, no dishwasher. Oof. I'm trying not to be bitter and sad about it, but most of the people in my denomination have a parsonage or whatever. 
And so it's it's really hard to be the person who like has been working in full-time industry for 13 years and can only afford a one-bedroom tiny condo to like rent. That's Southern California. And you don't want a parsonage, I'll say that. Why is that? Because uh, the church thinks they own it. Because they do own it. They do own it, but the people in the church end up thinking they own it. And you will have no privacy. People will just come into your house. Ugh. People will just, yeah, it's it's part of, they own that and they own you. So you don't want that. I guess you're right. Do you have a headache? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just constantly? Yeah, this week has been pretty bad. Any medication help? No, no medication helps. So, but that's all right. I just met with a woman who has an audio autoimmune deficiency issue mm-hmm. and it was awful just chatting with her about like what life is like every day to like be in pain and be susceptible to like double vision and all this sort of stuff. I was like, ugh, that's the worst. It's a lot of people with some shitty lots in life, but they, they do it. I know. So how can we, what's the hope in all this? You always have the hope. The hope in all of what? All of this, all that mess. There's no mess. It's just life, you know, just enjoy the good stuff. And there's going to be moments where it's not so fun. And then you just get through that and you go to the fun moments. There's good moments. Like this week, did a birthday party for Gigi, who turned 10. Maybe the sweet, one of the sweetest little girls ever. She. We were a, like must have been a month ago. We were at another party, and she she made me a plate of food and said we were on a date. Uh-huh. Held my hand. I was her boyfriend, but she was so funny. So just that was that was my highlight of the week. I saw the pictures. She's pretty stinking cute. Oh my gosh! And it's funny. One of the guys who. It was my favorite people. One of my top three favorite people I've ever worked with. He's Gigi is Bill's niece's daughter. Okay. So, and it was just random. Like it, I didn't, I didn't know that. And they just asked me if I had, you know, worked for McGuire's. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, did you know Bill? And I was like, Bill's like one of the best. He's a legend. So it's cool. And it's like, oh, there's a little connection there. How did you meet, like, Gigi? I met Gigi at other friend's daughter's birthday. So D- Gigi has Down syndrome, and right. our other friend's daughter has Down syndrome. And so they, uh, they've they met through just different organizations, and it's a pretty tight-knit community here. So It is in L.A., too. I know um, Lisa's little girl, Lulu, the cutest uh, child and the neatest families that like, it's just, yeah. You know what? Those are the things that give us hope. Mm-hmm. Like did work in joy prom, the prom when I first got here for people with disabilities, the, one of the best things ever. Yeah. That stuff, you know, I mean, we're all, we're wired to, to serve and to give to people. And so the moment when you're being useful and you're taking yourself out of the equation and just trying to, be there for other people that's the good stuff and then just any time around those kids is fun and it was just not even just Gigi but all the other kids there and it was just a fun little fun little uh, afternoon in the midst of a shitty week in my brain but what did you do uh for the fourth of july 
Uh, I just stayed stayed here. I probably slept most of the day during the day. Helped Brett out with some projects and then lit off some fireworks. Uh, it just outside their driveway and then just kind of went went to bed early. I did a low country boil for like 20 people. Dang. Yeah, it was super fun. My intern and I, I think my intern being around too has given me just like renewed life. Yeah. She yeah. is a nut. And she's leaving now. Where is she going? Back Where's to North from? Carolina. Wow. I know. abandoning. I, uh, I've been watching The Staircase. I don't even know what that is. It's about the Michael Peterson murder trial. Oh, I've been watching just Ad Magic. Oh, kids Amazon show <laughs> because that's what's been playing around here when I'm out of my room. I also watched my entire three seasons of Miss Franny Fisher, which is I don't even know who that oh is. Oh my gosh, it is you would love it. It's this Australian TV show about this like woman who is a detective in the 1920s and she's like kind of a floozy and I love it. Like she's so empowered and so I don't know, she's been giving me like life like i'm like oh i want to be like that i like it yeah she's kind of tough i like it yeah um i really miss the heck out of you i know i've been awol been awol from everybody i'm realizing but it's been it's been good i'm just trying to figure life out figure out where i got to move this week i think so i gotta figure that out like your own place you mean yeah 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 yeah. so i'll get that sorted out i was yeah, because I have to be out because uh, Papa Luke is coming. He's going to take over my room for the for like 10 days. So I was like, well, shoot, I got to figure out where I'm going and what I'm doing. So that's why I almost went to Mexico. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll just use it and go find a place. I think I'm going to go meet with people tomorrow and just sign a lease wherever. I don't care anymore. I'm just like, just give me a, a place. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're all about the same. That's the problem. You're splitting hairs. It's just kind of what neighborhood do you want to be in? You want to be close to your friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, I drove through a couple just looking at them today. Went out to a new lunch place that was phenomenal. Good Witch, if anyone's ever, I don't know if that gets recorded, but that's in Las Vegas. They have a couple locations now. It's, oh, oh. Sandwiches? I had this. Yeah, I had this sliced Bentley brisket with truffle oil and an onion jus on a ciabatta, which normally I don't like ciabatta bread because it's kind of hard. This was the fluffiest, lightest, most amazing ciabatta bread ever. You're making me so hungry. Heaven. It was absolute heaven. It was such a great sandwich. And then the tots that went along with it. Oh, and th- top that off with a Mexican Coke. Yes, please. You are living your best life. Well. I just want to make sure you're supported. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, I know I am. I know everyone loves me. I mean, that's 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 not a thing where I've never felt not supported. So that's that's the thing. Okay. It's just a weird thing that most people, unless you're in it, you don't realize that. Yeah, and that's that's where the concussion part is different than maybe someone who's going through other mental or emotional issues where they're suicidal, right? They're really dealing with their identity and their place in the world and, you know, that kind of stuff. 
where I'm not. I'm very secure in who I am and my place in the world and what I have to offer and all of that. So it's it's a very it's a it's coming from a very different place. Mine comes from just a physical pain that doesn't go away, and that pain because your brain gets its wires crossed turns into anxiety and anxious and anger and makes you think it's you know because you know there is no getting better from it right you can have temporary relief but there's no getting better it's just something you deal with so that's just life you know it's and you just learn to live with it and you deal with it and you just have moments where you go dark you go do that take care of it and come back. Some people don't, some people do. Well, I'm sorry that you've gone through this. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, go take a rest. Thanks for chatting with me. When do I get to see you again? Uh, Sometime in, within the next month, I should be out there. Good. I'm going all over. I'm on the East Coast a lot. so That's kind of fun. Yeah. I'm so jealous that you got to see Katura. Yeah, it was pretty cool. She's the best. Yeah, that was another highlight. I, I should have said that as a highlight. That's a, that was a highlight. So You two high-fiving was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> we were like, I was like, I've never done a boomerang. What am I supposed to do? She's like, well, let's high-five. I was like, perfect. <laughs> it's a lot of boomerang pressure. So Well, I'm proud of you for trying it. Thank you. And I will see you, I hope, soon. Yeah. And I love the mess out of you. And I will call you a lot because next week I'll be in North Carolina. All right. In the woods. Go do it. Where it's going to be hot and gross and rainy, apparently. That won't be bad. Mm -hmm. You're in the mountains. That's true. All right. Love you. All right. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. So that's it. That is me and John, or I guess John and I trying to process exactly uh, what it's like to have what some would call disordered brains. I am really looking forward to moving beyond this and moving through it and realizing that having something that lasts a lifetime means that I get to learn all new coping skills. Perhaps this is hopeful. Perhaps this is a new chance. So what's next? What is next for Sonderless the podcast? Well, friends, next episode, I talk to a dating coach. It has been long enough. It is time for me to dive into what's holding me back. I've been reading a great book and preparing for my interview with a actual dating coach. So until next time, friends, thanks for listening and good luck finding your bliss. Sonderless the podcast is hosted by me, Sarah Heath. This episode was edited and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at CM Studio. To find out more about them, visit cmstudio.co. Sonderless website was created by Alex Maldonado. The theme song was written and performed by Daniel Roberts. You can visit us anytime at sonderlessthepodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates and exclusive content. If you like the show, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Most importantly, leave a review. It's a great way to spread the word and help people find the show. So until next time, thank you so much for listening and keep looking for your bliss.